0: when women earn more than their husbands. Well, welcome to the 313 Men, Money and Marriage Podcast where facts, logic and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're gonna be talking about when wives earn more than their husbands. Should we embrace this new trend? when women make more does the power dynamic change does it make the man feel insecure does the partner who earned more feel that they should have more say in the financial decisions can this lead to resentment in the marriage and lastly what can be done to make the marriage work with my special guest success coach nancy aberson so sit back relax and enjoy as we delve deep into this issue Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage Podcast. And as we did say in the intro, we're going to be discussing when wives earn more than their husbands. I do want to go over a few statistics here. Just to start off, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know we always try to start off with statistics depending on the subject matter. So what we will do, we'll cover a few things here just to let people know what's going on. Now, generally speaking, women are out earning or making the same uh, as their husband's in about 40% of all marriages. So if you, if you want to say they have equal salary or the woman's making more, that's the case in about 40% of all marriages. Men are still the breadwinners in most households. However, the numbers of women who are becoming breadwinners are increasing. For instance, uh, in the past, you know, it was 5% five, five 50 years ago, women were the breadwinners in the home. But now today, the numbers tripled and it's up to about 16%. When a, woman, when a wife is the breadwinner in the household, her median salary is $88,000 a year. Conversely, when compared to the man, when he's the breadwinner in the household, his salary is about $96,000 a year. Since women are becoming more educated, obviously, they are making more money, and in a lot of instances, they are starting to become the breadwinners. So what else could I do other than bring on a success coach who deals in this type of stuff and who I met at PodFest Expo. And she will explain her story here in a minute, but everyone give it up for Nancy Aberson. Good afternoon, Nancy. How are you doing?
1: Good afternoon, Andrew. I'm doing great Thanks. How about you? How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. I'm just busy as all. You know what? And the same with you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure of that, And what you've been up to and what you've been doing. Nancy, can you just give the audience, just tell them, Basically, your your story a little bit, you know, what were you doing before? And then you suddenly all of a sudden became a success coach and how you stumbled into that. Can you just give a quick background on that, please?
1: Absolutely. I'd love to. I was the poster child for you've got to get good grades in school so you can get into a good college, so you can get a good job, so you can work really, really hard and have your great life later. And accounting came easy to me. And I was in public accounting, corporate accounting. I was working 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, almost every night for wow like decades. I don't want to tell you how really? many years, then you're going to know how I <laughs> you know, Yeah, that's right. We, that's don't right. Need, we don't need to do that. We don't need to know
0: all of that, okay. right? <laughs> but
1: yeah, and then I was a CFO of a company. I helped them get sold for millions of dollars, and I was burnt out and fried. And then I started a business, and I didn't know life could be so great. It was about the same time my sister-in-law and brother had their first child and I got to work from home. I started a business. I was working and then when my sister-in-law would come, I was living in Manhattan at the time, she would come in from Brooklyn. I would leave my work. I'd run over. I'd take my niece in the stroller while she went to uh, the chiropractor. We'd walk around for an hour, do a girl's lunch, the three of us. They'd go back Uh home and I'd go back to work. It's like, Nobody told me life could be this good. Like what? Like mm-hmm. this is even possible? I grew up that you work really hard. You, the corporate world, and that's the way it is. And then uh, I was so burnt out from the accounting that I wasn't really looking at my numbers. And when the economy tanked, so did my business. I didn't see the signs coming, I, I wasn't watching, I wasn't looking at the numbers and that business failed. So did a couple of other things and then healed from that. And then I started to get impatient. Like what am I doing with my life? Like I needed something that was gonna give me the joy and the fulfillment. And when somebody mentioned coaching, it's like all the clicks and I was like, that sounds right. But the, the logical brain in me said, okay, but let's verify, let's validate. What does that look like? And I started taking classes and started studying and everything just seemed to click. Yes, that sounds great. Yes, that's right. That's, yep, yep. And so now who I am is a success coach helping solopreneurs and small business owners to grow and scale their businesses while having freedom with their time so they have lives they love now, not sometime later.
0: Got you, got you. That's a very interesting uh, back story there. So that's good to hear that, that you uh, turned that whole situation around and, you know, you're doing well now. All right, Nancy, what we're going to do is we're going to jump right in here, and I'm going to be asking you some questions on this topic. And I'm assuming we're gonna start going to go into something that you do have some clients that are in this situation where maybe the woman is earning more than the man uh, I guess as a, this isn't a, you know actual statistical number, but could you give roughly an estimate of what, what, what you see out in uh, your situation that you're dealing with?
1: I definitely have clients that make more than their husbands, and I have friends that make more than their husbands, and I've seen quite, uh, I can't say statistically across the board, and I do know that it's a lot more common, and I'm hearing and seeing it so much more often.
0: Got it, got it. But a question I want to ask you, too, here is just, first of all, we'll start off with, do you think we should embrace this trend? As it as you're saying, like, I, when I started off, in the, the, I was just playing to you the, the differences in the, uh, you know, how much it's increased over, the, say, the past 50 years, which is essentially two generations now. You know, when we say, uh, you know, before a generation was 20 years now, you could say it's 25 years because we tend to have children later, so... Over the past two generations, uh, are you surprised that it's went up, I guess, as much? And when I say, should we embrace the trend, is this something that we should be preparing for in the future, or you know, is this number going to go higher? What, what do you think?
1: I absolutely think we should embrace it, and I do think it's going higher. There are a lot more women that, there are a lot more opportunities that women are, that have available now and because they have more opportunities it's definitely going to change and it's it, it's a great thing like there are just as many men that I've spoken to that are thrilled that the responsibility is not all on their shoulders that oh. their wives are bringing in money because there's now a two income household or the woman makes more than them. And we can talk about the dynamics of that. They can take more vacations. They have, you know, nicer homes. They could have nicer things and it's not all on their response. It's not all their responsibility. It's not all on their shoulders. So it's a great thing.
0: Sure. You know, I did an episode about uh, stay at home dads Mm -hmm. and the, my neighbor basically lives behind me. He's a stay at home dad and his wife is a doctor. So when they looked at everything and they said, it just makes sense for me to stay home. And, you know, when the kids start to come, you know, they start to do it and, and he's happy with it. He's completely embraced it. Uh, he came on the show. We did a podcast on it. And, you know, I, I, obviously this happens, but I wasn't, I didn't think I would have anyone in my neighborhood who fell into the category, but when we just struck up a conversation, he told me and I was like, wow. So then that's how we ended up starting to uh, do an episode on it. Now, let me ask you this. This is going to sound, you're, you're aware. I'm, I'm, I'm certain you're aware of the male ego. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, some men just cannot, I guess, I don't want to use the word deal with, but they will, they will have a difficult time being in a relationship when the woman earns more than they do. What's your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, I guess it's not for maybe every man, but you know, I, it's, it's sort of a situation to where I just look at it as like, if more income is coming into the house, I wouldn't care where it's coming from. as as long You know, it's coming from, you know, whether it's her or me or whoever, you know, what are you, what's your thoughts on that?
1: So one, I think that, Often, with some with some people, they have a different relationship with money and they put an unfair val or an unjust value on the money. Money right. is a tool. It's like energy and it's a tool. If good people make more money, they're going to do more good things with it. If bad people make more money, they're going to do more bad things with it. And in the same thing with the relationship, money is going to exacerbate the quality of the relationship. If you have a healthy relationship that's full of support and mutual love and respect for each other, the more money coming in is going to do like you say, like, all right, we get to do more fun things. Yes. If the relationship is not healthy and there is not a good Uh, balance of love and respect and support mutual support and understanding and affinity for each other then the uneven balance of money will be leverage it'll be a weapon it'll be it's my money I make it I'll get to say how it's spent as opposed to no it's coming in and it's our money and it's coming into the family and it's for both of us
0: Yes, yes, that's that's a good point, and that's that's sort of how I how I see it. But you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm throwing these questions out at you. Just I'm being sort of a I guess devil's advocate here. You know, the like when I was talking about the man's ego, do you think he'll be you know maybe feeling insecure or I guess emasculated, you know, because he's not the one, as they say, bringing home the the, the higher salary kind of thing, and you know he's he's feeling like, you know, maybe less than, you know, if he's, you know, if his wife is sort of out earning him, you know, cause we've always grown up in a culture to where it's been the other way around. So can you see that being an issue?
1: I think in the cases that it's an issue because of the money, it's not because of the money. There's a bigger issue oh. in general and there is either Uh, an insecurity in the man that, in just his general sense of self-worth and how he feels about himself. And it could also be worthiness in the relationship. So regardless of the money, if he feels understood, loved, and appreciated, regardless or separate from the money, then the money isn't gonna be the issue. If she's making more money than him, but there's also an uh, an issue about the contribution is not just about the money. Like different people bring different things to the relationship. So for example, like when we're talking about how times have changed, but if we look back at how things had been, where the women were all the homeowners and the housewives and they stayed home and they Cooked the dinners and made, took care of the kids and took care of all of the household chores and cooked and cleaned. There were husbands that valued that and appreciated and respected those women because they were contributing to the family. They were not contributing with dollars and cents. They were contributing with their time and effort and by staying home and taking care of the kids. There were also husbands that disregarded that and said, hey, I'm the one that's doing all the work. I'm going out oh. working and i going to bring home the bacon and don't you know I'm working hard every day. What are you doing? You're just staying at home. Without appreciation of how much hard work goes into cooking, cleaning, raising the kids, taking care of the house, do they value that effort? And so just like in the previous podcast you did with the the man that was staying home taking care of the kids, mm-hmm. if she's appreciating the fact that he chooses to stay home and take care of the kids so that they don't have to pay for somebody else to take care of them, Sure. If she's appreciating and she comes home and the house is taken care of, it's clean, hope maybe he made dinner and he's done this stuff in the house so when she comes home she doesn't have to do a second job of yes. of that, then there's love and respect. So that's, he shouldn't feel less than or unworthy.
0: Right. So, so, if- so what you're saying is the insecurity that he may be feeling. He might've been insecure before all of that stuff happened. You yeah, know, the, the money, right. Absolutely. Okay, that's yeah, it so that, that's exacerbates what, I was...
1: what is there between the relationship and
0: what's what mm-hmm. is there, absolutely got it. Got it now. I was just saying that about that. It says, you know, we talked about it in the, in the intro basically when I was doing it as far as an objective. Sometimes, and I'm not saying that this happens across the board, but you know, when a partner is making more than let's say the other person. They, You know, sometimes they could feel that they should be making a majority of the decisions pertaining to the finances since they are making more. Now, I don't think it has to be that way, but some people feel like, you know, I'm the one who's making all the money. So I decide what goes on here in the household most of the time when it comes to where the money will go or where it will be dispensed to or wherever it will Go out too. And so I guess on the man side of things, they may feel that, hey, I don't have that say anymore. You know, if she's earning more than I'm earning, you know, she's going to have that say. Now, What, what do you think about that dynamic of it to where I don't think just because a person earns more than the other, that they should be in charge of all of the financial decisions that's being made in the house. But what's your thoughts on it?
1: I totally agree with you, absolutely, and women have been dealing with that for a very long time. Yes. And for, for, in my opinion, any relationship that I would be a part of, and the healthy relationships, if you're marrying somebody then and it's a healthy relationship, you're a team. That, you are together, like you are joined in matrimony that the, the, the most important things are open communication and like managing the expectations. So absolutely get that flat, like have those conversations. Like the, I think most of the problems we have in life are due to expectations. It's either I expected you to do something and you didn't do it, or I expected you to not do something and you did it. There's a, a great bumper sticker that expectations are resentments under construction.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> so,
1: like, understand, like, so you're starting out the relationship. Okay. Like, who's going to take out the garbage? Who's going to do what chores? Who, like, what are the things you love to do? What are the things you hate to do? You know? Do you like doing laundry? Okay, I don't like doing laundry, you do laundry. I don't like going food shopping. I'll, you know, divvy it up so that there's a a understanding and that both parties feel that they're contributing to the workability of the home or of the family. And if there's that understanding, then it's also about the money comes in so there are a couple of different things that you can do or that, that I've seen work. So because if you're doing something that you love and you're really good at it and it doesn't pay as much, like let's say you're a teacher and your wife is in the corporate world making more money or she's an attorney and you both love what you do Do you stop being a teacher because, unfortunately, in this country, we don't pay our teachers very well? No. You're doing something you love and you're doing something great. Are you expected to give that up just to make an equal salary? I don't think so. So as long as both people are, you know, that you're on the same page and there's, there's a mutual acceptance. So what I have seen work for some people is... Set like open up a different bank account. So this is the household expense account. Both mm. parties contribute. Whether and you do, you choose what works for you. It could be fifty-fifty. It could be two to one. It could be whatever works for the couple. And depending on how much each is making, such that all of the household's expenses are covered out of that expense out of that account. You can also make sure. a bank account for like your fun stuff, vacations, like if you want a new house or a new boat or whatever it is, like you can have the accounts that people contribute, but that there's visibility and both parties know what's in there, what's coming due, that we're okay because that's where a lot of the upset comes from is the person, if they don't have visibility it's very stressful. To I don't know yes. what the bills are. I don't know if the bills are late. I don't know if they're being paid. Do we even have enough money for the bills? Like the not knowing becomes like the biggest stressor. So it's just yes. you're open. There's like, and then you can have like the you can each have your own separate like play accounts that nobody can say anything about, or you have all of the joint accounts. But then it's like, you have a mutual understanding. I also think that there should be a threshold that if it's under this amount, you don't need to justify or explain or say anything. Nobody can say anything about But if it's over a certain amount, and each couple decides what makes sense for them, but if it's over this dollar amount, we need to have a conversation and make sure that we're both okay with it so that the other party doesn't come home and say, you spent what on what? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, When I whenever we've talked about some of the, the, you know, dynamics of money in the marriage, we went over a couple of things before in the past, and we were just saying if the people are arguing about money twice a week, you know, there's about a 35, 40% chance they'll get a divorce, you know, and so the suggestion that you just made where you have money going into different accounts here and there, Is I think that's a really good idea just simply because, you know, everyone is contributing to, you know, each one of the accounts and it doesn't, you know, one thing I always say, you know, if you're in a household and you're married to someone and you're, you know, one person is making more than the other, this, that, and the other, I say, well, when you were single, who was paying the bills? And, you know, everyone would say, well, I did. So just, you pay a hundred percent of them. You say, yeah. Okay. Now you're married and you're only paying, say, 60%. Doesn't that feel a whole lot better, (laughs) you know, just because you're paying, you know, less regardless of how much the other person is making. And as to the school teacher example you gave, that's a really good example. If you think that, let's just say, there's some people who do certain jobs that obviously are underpaid. And in our country, we tend to value people who have creative intelligence over people who do some of these You know, blue collar type jobs, which don't get paid quite as much as they should. But if that's their niche, if that's where they're good at and they enjoy it, why shouldn't they? Why would we put pressure on them to go out and earn, say, more if that's what they're very good at? Because they might be, you know, blessing other school teachers, blessing other people almost every day with the, you know, just teaching the material. It's next
1: Generations. And we need people to do all those other jobs. Yes. Somebody's got to do it.
0: Yes. But I
1: think we're very narrow-minded if the value a person brings is only the money that they're bringing to the table.
0: Well, that's another episode. Uh, That's a different show. Another (laughs) show. (laughs) We got into that. (laughs) Let me get into, let's just see Here. You, you talked about resentment earlier. And the question I'm just going to ask to that is, you know, can this lead to resentment on, say, the person who is making more money? It's almost like it's somewhat of a competition. Like, oh, you should be making more. Or, you know, could it lead to resentment? Resentment, meaning a definition I'll use for it pertaining to the show, is just long-term anger. Could you think it could lead to that? Absolutely. by any
1: Absolutely. So some of the things that could lead to resentment... So one, if the breadwinner, either one, whether it's the man or the woman, is working hard, feels like they're doing all of the work, and when they come home, the spouse is not working, or working part-time and sitting home playing video games or watching soap operas or like doing something that doesn't feel like it's a contribution to the family or the household, Sure. That will lead to resentment.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or if there's. If you're using the money as a weapon or leverage, or if mm. you're keeping. Like, it's a tit for tat. Like, if it's. If you feel like it's my money, I'm the one that's bringing home most of it, so I get to say how it's being spent, not as opposed to. Yeah. I happen to be blessed with a great paying job and you're doing something you love that's not paying as well. But it's our money, it doesn't matter. It comes into the the family pot and it's for us and we're together as a team. And I'm so happy that you're taking care of the house or you're taking care of these chores, you're taking care of the kids, you're doing something else to contribute to the family unit, then it won't be resentful. But if you start, oh, well, I paid for this. I paid for dinner last night, so it's your turn to pay for dinner. I'm Mm -hmm. always paying for this. Why are you not paying for this? If you're starting to use that as, like, leverage against somebody else or trying to get the other person to feel bad, And absolutely, it
0: could lead to resentment. Okay, that's a good point. I just wanted to touch on one thing really quick before we get to the last question here is one of the reasons why women are making more. Obviously, you know, if you look at the college campuses nowadays, it's about 60% women, 40% men are on college campuses. So more women on the campus than there are men. So obviously, the more education you have in general, you will tend to earn more money. And the other issue is children. And what the experts have said is that since women are having less children than they did in the past, it allows them to be a part of the workforce more so than they did previously. So, you know, if somebody has four or five kids, it might be a lot harder versus if they just have one or two. So that way they can jump back into the workforce a little bit easier. The transition is easier versus if they have, you know, multiples. When I say multiples, you don't say three or four and up. But the last thing I wanted to cover really quick was do you think um, yeah, go ahead.
1: I just want to comment on what you just said. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are a lot more opportunities for women. So yes, we're going to college and there are a lot more women that are entering the workforce and a lot more women are getting uh, having more opportunities for better higher paying jobs. And yet they're still not getting paid equal pay for the equal work. And I think that that's still a missing, but Mm -hmm. there are a lot more opportunities. So yes, there are a lot of women that are like, yeah, I can do this too. And I, I know a lot of women that don't want to stay home with the kids, that don't want to do that, that are really excited to be out in the workforce. And they also want to be paid. If you and I are doing the same work, And it's it's not a physical job, it's a mental job. So Uh -uh. equally qualified, then I think we should be paid the same amount of money. And you, there's still a a big inequity with that, that men doing the same exact thing will get paid more than women for doing
0: the same work. Sure. You, You know, I think where that comes from a little bit is that generally speaking, you know, if people see a man on a job and they know he has a family, you know, they might feel like he needs to earn a little bit more because he's more than likely the breadwinner versus when a woman's in the workforce, they might look at it. Oh, well, she's got a husband. He works. He's probably making more than she is. So, you know, I think a lot of that unconscious bias plays a role into it, you know, just because they feel that you know, the man, if she's, you know, whoever she's married to is probably doing at least just as good as her. So perhaps she doesn't need quite as much as the, the guy does sometimes, you know, that people think might think, think that way. Came
1: from. Yes. I think that's where it came from. And we are, the tide is changing and we're not there yet. And there's still more work to do.
0: Absolutely. Last thing I want to just ask you is this one question. Do you think that a majority of women want to be The breadwinner? Do you think they want to do it? Or do you think they would rather have the husband earn more money than what they're earning?
1: I know that there are a lot of women that are driven by money, and a lot of that comes from a desire to feel secure and to feel safe and and that they're going to be okay. But for the most part, I think women want the freedom, they want to do work that they love, that they're good at, and feel fulfilled by it. And it's not necessarily about, oh, I I need to be the breadwinner. It's not about the money. They want to be in the, they want to do something that they love, feel fulfillment, get paid equally for it, get paid fairly for it, and in the relationship. Be in a healthy relationship where both parties are contributing and it doesn't really matter who's making more or less or equal it's not about the amount it's yes. from a woman's perspective
0: sure well that's a good answer that's a good way to to wrap it up well Nancy we are coming up on the time here we try to keep the episodes in a little bit of a time constraint here <laughs> just because of uh humans uh attention span isn't as long as it used to be shall we say but what we will do is uh, i just want to say thank you for coming on and discussing this is not an easy topic to talk about because you know obviously it it can be sensitive you know for some people and And
1: i actually want to encourage before we wrap up is to have those conversations like it might not be comfortable at first but like i have a, a group called the money dates group where it's for business owners primarily and we get together and twice a month have conversations. We have dates with our money where we do our check-ins where we, and I create, it's a, a fun, easy, you know, container. And I recommend people doing that in the family, like may open up a bottle of wine, have a nice dinner, like create a space where it's not a heavy, terrible thing and have a money date with your spouse. Let's talk about, what are your goals? What are your dreams? Like, are we on the same page? I'm thinking we're gonna retire and it's time to start saving. And I'm thinking that I wanna to go to school and I'm gonna start, you know, a big expense here. Or I'm thinking about wanting to take a vacation and I'm thinking about buying a house. And like, oh, I need to save for the future. If you're not on the same page, there'll be a lot of the expectations and upsets that we spoke about. So and I guarantee you the conversations get easier. So have yes. a budget, have, like, make sure your both goals are in lo- on, on the same page and, that you, and have like, visibility in conversations.
0: Yeah, I, I did an episode called debt, to, Until Debt Do Us Part, basically was the title of it. And one thing we talked about is that you, maybe you should have that conversation, at least uh, a married couple should have that conversation quarterly. And, you know, depending, you know, maybe even monthly or bi-monthly. I
1: think earlier, yeah. And yeah, yeah I just I'm just saying. Really saying that, I just was that episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, so we talked about that, that pertaining to that as well. So, Nancy, I do want to say thank you for coming on and uh, sure. experimenting with this video because, you know, like I said, I'm new to it. So we're trying to figure it out as we go along here. But I do really appreciate you coming on. And you can reach uh, Nancy. Do you want to let people know if they need to, if they can reach out to you, if they needed some type of help or advice or Absolutely. you want to give anything?
1: Absolutely. If any of this resonates and you have questions and you want to connect, there are several ways that you can work with me. So if you go to book a call with we can get on the phone and have a conversation, see how I can support you. And if you want to learn more, you can also go to my website, empoweredwithnancy.com.
0: Perfect, perfect. So, pertaining to our uh, humble podcast here, what we will do is if you go to our Instagram page, the 313 Men Money Marriage, all one word there, basically you can go there and see some pictures that have been posted uh, relatively recently, a, a couple past guests. And we also have a website. You can go on there and leave a review. You can get on email lists. And you get to have an idea of what's going to be the next episode coming out before the episode actually comes out. So if that's something that you want to do, go right ahead there and also leave a review if you want to. So with that being said, until we meet again, see ya.